The guys you know and trust talking about the teams you can't live without. This is DJ and PK on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. DJ and PK brought to you in part by America First Credit Union. Get the official debit cards of the Utah Jazz, University of Utah Sports, Ralph Salt Lake, and more exclusively at America First Credit Union. Question of the morning. Well, can we take any solace from the fact that the Utah Jazz gave the Orlando Magic a competitive game? Two days after they're blown out by 27 points at Atlanta, the Jazz were tied in Orlando, hitting buckets with five and six minutes left to tie that game up. And they're down by one with about uh, two and a half minutes to go or so. And having asked that question, here comes the response. Jack, no, period. Brandon, no, period. Von Zip, ha, 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 dot, 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 no, period. <laughs> Susie. Ugh, this is brutal to watch for us fans. And then the crying emoji. Dustin is the only silver lining in all of this. Maybe, but it was pretty disheartening to see the Jazz get outscored 11-4 to in the last two minutes, though. It is what it is for the rest of the season. We're past the tread deadline. You're not going to alter the roster. So these last 22 games, they've got 60 down, 22 to go here. These last 22 games, I suspect they win tops, a half dozen of them. We'll have to see because we don't really know down the stretch who's going to be playing and who's going to be sitting. So yeah, I, guess I don't really think it's about room. the last 22 games, though. It's I not. The, pro- the problem is they don't see any way out of it. They see it into next season. They went and got over the blow of losing the two All-Stars who couldn't get along despite repeated attempts to tell us that they could. And Snyder and Bogdanovich and Joe and all those guys were on their way out, right? And so in time, you got over it. But it took time, right? Now you're a year and a half, literally almost two, almost like a couple of a month or so short of two years being removed from that season ending. And you started to get over it little by little, time heals and all that stuff. And this certainly isn't real life, so it's easier to heal, I would think. And at that point, you started to see progression. The ball club did win 16 out of 20, I believe, earlier in the season. Well, then it got ripped out from under you, and now you see all the progress you made in, re- in healing and recovering, it's gone. And now it's worse than it was when you traded the two All-Stars. This team is the worst that it's been now in the last year and a half. And it stands to reason, unless they made five, six moves in the summer, that next year is going to be another downer. And then at that point, you let your mind wander, and you're into 25-26. And who knows when? When's this team going to be better? We started to see some improvement, and then they ripped it out from under you, with this plan that they've got and that they haven't, obviously, nor should they make it fully public. And the fans thinking, when is this ever going to end? We started to see some daylight, and then, boom, it turns out it was a train. As we have discussed off the air, for an owner who wants public money to build another arena and to bring the NHL to town, 
does he want some level of competitiveness? And does the team want, just from a basketball perspective, leaving that aside, although I don't know how you can, but let's just for the sake of argument, leave it aside. Do you want the young guys to grow up in a losing environment or do they want to go get some veterans this summer that will help them win more? Because you don't want people to accept losing, especially young guys who you're invested in, who you're counting on. So is there a way out moving draft picks and possibly a veteran or two this summer to bring back talented guys who will help the group be better next year? Or or fans are right, and it's just going to be a long grind of 30 wins next year. Right now, it looks like it's going to be a losing season next year. That's what we're looking at, and a fan is looking in the moment. Yes, They're the fans. fan is in the moment, right. And in the moment, there's going to be a lot of losing. Yeah, but I'm not so convinced it goes. Them. I'm not convinced it goes into next year. It well could if they just stick with draft picks and young guys. Yeah, well, young you, guys, you don't, don't have win. the emotion of a fan. You're right. So I get where you're coming from. I, I, I how can I argue a completely and totally hypothetical? But because there's truth to it, there's clear truth to it. So yeah, I'm hoping they do. I don't want to go through another crap season. I want I want postseason. Postseason in Salt Lake is awesome. We've all experienced it. All of our listeners, every single one of our listeners has experienced it, and it's awesome. There's no other way to say it. The town is electric. The plaza, downtown, yada, yada. We're talking about it. Who doesn't want that? Everybody wants that. If you're even remotely, even if you're not a fan of the team and you're just a fan of the game, you want to see that, right? Because that's the fun stuff. That's the real fun when you don't have to worry, is Johnny got a headache so he can't play tonight? Or is he the load management crap? No, all that's out the window. So that's like, uh, you know, you raise your kid and you went through all that crap. You want that payoff. And playoffs are the payoff in that respect. And we want that. But right now... If I had to bet right now from a fan's point of view, you're not making the playoffs in 25. Sitting out another one. Ainge's longest rebuild. Three missed playoffs. But as long as they build their championship team, that's what they keep saying. Don't worry about the short-term stuff that puts you in the cul-de-sac. So Yeah, but when does short-term become long-term? Middle-term. <laughs> I think in three years I'm starting to feel middle term. Okay, uh, some some. If you haven't seen progress, then it's longer because you're going to have to make the pro- progress. No team is going to go from twelfth to second. That's yeah. not going to happen. The outhouse to the penthouse. That happens in baseball and football, but it doesn't happen in basketball. You can go from worst to first right. in the other sports, but in this one, find me the example. You got to take steps. Yeah. You can skip a so few steps. You got to get to that you, point. Right. You can skip a few steps. You can't skip them all. Denver certainly didn't. Now, with, <laughs> with all that in mind, I think they've got plans. They've got ideas, more than just ideas. They've got pathways that they believe are out there. They're not making them public because they shouldn't make them public. Well, they involve, right? they involve but, trades and. You can't know everything that's going yeah, to be available this you, summer, nor do you want to tip your hand when you're trying to cut the best possible deal. You don't want to tip your hand. Absolutely. You don't want to You want to reduce leverage. You want maximum leverage. And that's what uh, they've Angel's uh, been able to have in the past, and they want that. So, of course, so I would say to the fan from me, and, again, it's easier for me to say 
because, you know, when they lose, uh, I don't have that emotional fan investment. It's not the way I was wired, even as a kid, with all the teams that were literally 30 miles from my house. And I watched them all, but I never really got caught up in them going crazy, winning and losing. But I watched them all. I watched Nick games every time they were on TV in the winter, blah, blah, blah. But I never really – and they won, they won two championships. You realize when I was living there? They won two when I was just a little tyke. But I didn't go wildly celebrate in the streets. I thought, oh, yeah, that was cool. And then I went to bed, <laughs> even, even when I was 12 years old. You're an old <laughs> so, soul. You're an old soul. I mean, I just, I just enjoyed sports for what, it, for what it is. It's entertainment. And with that in mind, it's easier for me to say, but I do think that they've got a plan and we'll start to see some of it really come to pass this summer. DJ and PK, when we come back, everything you missed in this show next. Stay with us. For all of you uh, less motivated listeners, it's time for your 9 o'clock. Where the heck have you been headlines? Where you at? With DJ and PK on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. DJ PK, 9 a.m. Slacker Radio Headlines, brought to you by Tim Daly Mazda Southtown for your new Mazda. Find your new Mazda at the south end of the valley at Tim Daly Mazda Southtown. That's Tim Daly Mazda Southtown in Sandy. That's all I'm asking you for, DJ. Not a lot. Just give a little bit. Just give a little bit. Yeah, that's all I'm asking. We didn't really get an explanation on the uh, band of the day, the Goo Goo Dolls. Christian, is that just because you like the Goo Goo Dolls? Or is it somebody's birthday or anniversary of an album release or, uh, you know, something? I don't know. Which is why I'm asking. <laughs> great What's music. answer? That's all. That's it. Just great music. You like the Goo Goo Dolls. The GGDs. They've got, yeah, they've got some good uh, good tracks there. Have you guys ever seen the, they had a concert in Buffalo on the 4th of July and it was raining. I don't know what year it was, but. It's like an amazing concert because it's raining. They're playing Iris, and it's just it's awesome. Is it out there on YouTube? Can I find it? It is. Okay. I'll look for it. I will report back. It's beautiful. PK, of all the things we've discussed today, the Utah Jazz, RSL, College Shoots. Okay. That's where they they were formed in Buffalo. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. It was meant to be. Yeah. They were dead. Uh, of all the things we have spoken of today, and we had Pablo Mastrona talking about RSL and leaning into the wind. So what if it's 60 miles an hour? Get the early goal. Keep it on the deck. Keep the ball on the deck. Stay out of the wind. Don't put it up in the air and take your chances. Uh, we talked with him. We talked with David Locke about what he's watching for at the end of the season, what he expects in the summer. The Utes, can they get on a roll? Caitlin Clark heading for the WNBA. And... You know, are people happy the Jazz were at least competitive? Many topics this morning. Your favorite. Your number one takeaway. Uh, Chargers going to get another state championship tonight. (laughs) There it is. The four seed. Because their star player was in a car wreck and broke his collarbone. 
Or they would have had him and they would have won more games. And they would have been the one seed. Or at least the two. Yeah, fine. But I'm basking in. We're, we're just really good. These are just, they're the salad days. These are. These are the good old days for Corner Canyon. <laughs> Won the football title. Yep. Playing for the that basketball awesome. title. Yep. Girls basketball, uh, you know, state semis, that's a low-end performance for, for, for Corner Canyon these days. Sure. You know, but they're really good in dance and stuff. Uh, this is just... Just a great athletic program with great people. I'm glad to be a part of it. Are you trying to tweak Lehigh right now or Brighton or Jordan? Uh, what are you going at I mean, here? For what? <laughs> for, I don't know. <laughs> Running the Corner Canyon uh, Chargers uh, flag up the pole. It's in my blood. Oh, come on. It's in your wife's paycheck. That Yes. And uh, Bonneville International is in my blood. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Now, since they purchased your contract. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Earlier, the Jazz were in your blood. Before that, Simmons was in your blood. Right. Before that, the McCarthys were in your blood. I've had a lot of transfusions. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> and you know what those transfusions were? And they were a breeze. Hey! That's where it sort of all began. I, I think that you, you can hear the... Uh, how can I say this? Uh, this uh, the wear and tear of the losing in Locke's voice. Because uh, nothing is guaranteed. Literally nothing. And in the here and now, you want to take advantage of it. And the Jazz had a good thing going. But it had certainly had its limits. I mean, he understands that. And we all understand that. And you can't argue that their stay in the postseason would have been brief. Because it would have been. But at least that would have been some form of progress. Uh, but you just – I think you have to have faith that the management is competent in knowing what it's going to do and what the plan is. There's no – just know what I was telling you in the last segment. There's just no doubt in my mind that they've got short-term and long-term plans and they intend to get it accomplished. I mean, why wouldn't they? Look at Just look at Oklahoma City, right, in the conference. And it was a struggle. I mean, they had, they had three MVPs, and they did not win a title. Three of them. That, not together, because you'd only have one anyway. But they had three guys that would go on to win MVPs. And then it broke up, right? And then it was a struggle to get back, and now they're back. And they have an opportunity – to be good for a while. That's what we're talking about. That's what they believe they can get done. So you're going to have to just grin and bear it because that's the reality of the situation. And does it suck in the short term? Yeah, because you have no idea if you're going to be alive when they get it going (laughs) and you want it. And it just seems like time goes by fast, right? But when you're looking for something and you want it bad, it seems like it goes by slow. And you want it to happen, right? And you're excited about it. And you had two great players that you negotiated ways to bring them onto your team and you fleeced Denver, and it was looking up. So you put all that in there, and there's all that emotion. And I understand it, and it's frustrating. But here's where we're at, and let's see where they're at come October after they've done what they've done over the season. And off season, I should say, and, and 
then the same thing at the trade deadline, the same thing in the summer of 25. That, that's really all you can do. And I think Jazz fans have watched basketball for long enough and have lived through multiple rebuilds. And so in their head, they get that. But in their heart, they want to sit down on a Thursday night yeah. and watch a good game and watch their guys win. And well, it, it wasn't, was a good game. It wasn't possible win. Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Thursday was at least a good game, but they didn't win. And they're looking at Saturday afternoon thinking, here we go again. And, and it bugs you that Denver did it. Yeah. And I think, I think the fact that uh, for a long time you could take solace in the fact that all the teams in this kind of spot in the league, none of them could win a title. Now, recently, right. we've seen right. Cleveland, and that was an extreme case because LeBron comes back to do it and he does it, but we have seen Cleveland and Denver and Toronto and Milwaukee win championships. So suddenly, there's four teams that were in the same boat, and they're not in the same boat anymore. Yeah, well, the Cleveland was just because LeBron. If LeBron would have been in Timbuktu, Timbuktu would have won a title. Exactly. He uh, was going home so wherever you, home was. You, you, you can accept that. Uh, but the situation here with Denver, Denver was always your little brother for decades. They sucked. They were awful. I can remember being over there on a road trip, and not the sports anchors, but the anchors. The man and woman at the anchor table one night in a hotel watching the news. Why does this team suck? I'm paraphrasing, obviously. And why have they sucked for so long? <laughs> because it was an embarrassment. I mean, the avalanche was way ahead in terms yep. of publicity. The Broncos they are won. the Broncos, and they will always be. Yeah. And so the Avs got got the run. When when the obviously the, the NBA slash ABA team was there for a lifetime. And... And they got fortunate, man. They got fortunate with Jokic, and, and off they go. And so that bugs you. Denver, that's the closest team to us until Vegas gets a team. Right? They don't have a team yet, do they? Uh, no, they just got football and hockey. And uh, so I get it. That bothers you. Some doofy foreigner blows up to be the greatest thing we've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I saw Andy Bailey, who we have on, put out, and he covers the Nuggets. He lives up there in Cheyenne, up to 25, talking about how Reggie Miller, and I was watching the game a little bit last night. I was looking around the college games, and he's saying that Reggie Miller said that Jokic is arguably the best passing big man. No, there ain't no arguably, man. That's that's out the window. Forget it. Move over, Sometimes Bill we have, Walton and Arvita Sabonis. And they were great. They were great, Absolutely. When I was a kid, Jerry Lucas played for the Knicks, and he was a big man. He could pass the ball. He was a combo there with Willis Reed and all that stuff, sure. But this guy, no, he's the player. He's the best player. I don't know why we're so reluctant to acknowledge him as the number one player in the league. It seems like people are just hesitant to do it for whatever reasons or reasons there might be. But the fact is, at least from the offensive perspective, he's the freaking best player because he can do it all, literally do it all. And Denver got fortunate, and that bugs you. You could sort of live with San Antonio because they had the number one pick both years that maybe all three years now we'll see what happens with Wembeyama. But obviously with Robinson and Duncan, when they get the number one pick, those two studs were sitting there, and they pluck them up there, and away they go. But Jokic sitting there in the second round, oh, my gosh, and having him blow up. Okay, can we can we now – Say at least when, not when there was only eight teams, but can we at least say to this point when there became 
you know, 20 teams or whatever it was. I don't know there was ever 20, but you get my point. More teams. Uh, that he's the best second-round pick of all time? Can we at least agree, agree, yeah. on, <laughs> agree on that? I don't even know who the other second-round picks are. <laughs> Millsap, just because of the local tie. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't know back when there was just eight teams. You right. Know, somebody. Uh, I don't know why I remember this. This is totally random, and I can't remember before and after, but the Dallas Mavericks came in the league as an expansion team, and they were the 23rd team. And I remember thinking, why do you have a league with 23 teams? Why didn't you bring in two and go to 24? This is weird. I don't know why it stuck with me, but the Mavericks were team 23. So that's modern NBA times. I think that was early 80s. And to your point, okay, when player 12 was in the second round, well, that's a different deal. Right, but at twenty-three teams, you know, you picked over all the obvious, all the obvious stars. You're throwing darts at the wall, educated guesses, looking for role players. Yeah, I think what we need to have is we need to have the team be really good now, and then in ten years have them suck, because at that point, there's you can make an argument we'll have MLB and NHL. So we won't be as focused on it. Oh, it'll be a different deal then. At that point, you'll be able to get Kevin Durant on the radio. So, you know, it'll be competitive. Oh. <laughs> Didn't see that. Out of the week, out the door. <laughs> yeah, you know, Friday, 940, why not? <laughs> I don't want to get blamed for that, please. No, <laughs> no, I, I did it. it. I, that's fine. And call me. They got yeah, my, I know, they but got that's myself. happened before. It totally has. I've said stuff. I can't <laughs> believe Pecan. I'm sitting over there like, I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. We both know I said it, but you get blamed for it. This <laughs> is awesome. I get your point. In 10 years, it feels like the sports landscape is going to be really different. And in 10 years, right. if one team sucks, it'll be like that night you were watching TV in Denver. Well, they had all the Major League Baseball sports, and they were caught up in the other, and they finally noticed, yeah, those guys sitting over in the corner. They, they've been to, like, the conference finals twice in 45 years, and they've never been to the NBA finals. What's their deal? Most of the time, they miss the playoffs. Right. And now, Jokic shows up. They've been in the conference finals twice in four years. They've been around 45 years, and they've only done it twice. Now they do it two times in four years with this guy. He's, he's turned everything on his head. So. And they it, win it all, and Aaron Gordon's walking shirtless down <laughs> In the evening, no less. Perfect. Incredible. Incredible run for them. Good for them. We talked the little Utes. Can they get on a roll? They didn't just win. They completely dominated Stanford. And granted, Stanford isn't good. But when your season has been fits and starts and two steps forward and one step back and one step sideways, you're constantly looking for the spark. And we have seen it happen with other teams in the history of college basketball where someone catches fire late in the year. Cal at home is a winnable game. At Oregon State next week is a winnable game. At Oregon, tougher than all the other games I've just mentioned, but Oregon's probably an NIT team, and they're not world beaters. They are, I think they're third in the conference right now, but this is a two-bid league right now. So can the Utes get on a roll, and can it spark them to something in the conference tournament? They're on the bubble, along with so many other Pac-12 teams. Colorado on the bubble, Oregon on the bubble. Can any of these teams get hot and get in, and if not, why not the Utes? I think there's a possibility, yeah. My prediction is... That Colorado does it. I've been a believer in Colorado's talent when it's all together. They got a lottery pick. How many NBA guys do you think they have? Three. 
So if you have three NBA guys and one of them is going to be a lottery pick, it stands to reason yeah, you, should, Williams, you should have a chance. brother is uh, playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder. A couple guys out of Phoenix. And Simpson and De Silva, I think they got a shot to make it. I don't know that they'll end up making it, but they got a shot. Simpson probably maybe a little bit more than De Silva. But if they're all together, I think they're really good. Uh, that's been their problem this year. So going forward here, we'll see what the, the Utes can do. Uh, they're better than what they've shown. And sure, the, the, they've had a couple of things go against their uh, way with uh, things, the guys not being able to play. But, you know, now now's the time for uh, a combination of a Smith and Carlson to really step up. And, and, and Madsen can give you stuff. I can go through the names if you want, but nobody wants that. And to me, I think they've underachieved. But now's the time to put that behind you and see what you – at least you still – you got a fighting chance to get it done. Shout-out to Weber State. A wild win over Northern Colorado. They scored six – the last six points in regulation, a 6-0 run in the final 30 seconds to get it to overtime. And then uh, – and it's funny because they they just gotten blitzed by Northern Colorado in the previous three minutes, and they turned it around. And then they have two-and-a-half bad minutes – and are down six in overtime. They go on a 12-2 run to finish OT. And Dylan Jones, 30 points, 23 rebounds, nine assists. Speaking of people who ought to be playing in the NBA sooner, not later, Dylan Jones carrying Weber State to a wild overtime win over Northern Colorado. And they're now tied for second, three-way tie for second place in the big sky. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's the best player at Weber since Lillard. That kid. Way to go out on that limb. Move over, ball and boy. <laughs> Here comes no D- offense, no offense to Joel Ballin Boy, but I'm gonna go with uh, DJ. That a kid. All right, DJ PK, your feedback is coming up next. Stay with us. And now enough of us. It's time to hear from you from all your texts, tweets, and posts. This is the best feedback of the day. Ooh, oh, I was there. That's the best game of my life. With DJ and PK on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. DJ and PK, it is time for the feedback of the day. The youths crush Stanford to build a little confidence. Can they go on a run now? Utah pig bus, we shall see. Home court youths will hopefully show up away. That has largely shaped their season. Win at home, lose on the road. There's a couple of exceptions, but not many. Right. Five people liked it. They didn't want to comment on it, PK. Yes. I think they're thinking the same thing. They just don't want to say it out loud. Say it out loud. No. <laughs> Sing it loud. They're not going to. Sing it clear. Nope. Nope. Not going to do it. Can we take any solace that the Jazz gave Orlando a competitive game? Susie. Ugh. This is brutal to watch. Yeah. yeah I hear you. But mm-hmm. this is what we get to watch. 22 games and maybe a half dozen victories or so down the stretch. Who cares at this point whether they win or lose, really? Teresa says, I miss the teams where we won 50 games a season. I hate this new rebuild. It sucks. 
Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> so many people are just answering no. Don, no. Patrick, no. Ben, no, we cannot. Jeff with a sarcastic, sarcastic gold star and the confetti, and it says, you tried. Yeah, you don't want to get caught up in that, that that's your level. You tried hard. I, I, I'm not interested exclusively in that. I, I believe that's the ground level, that that's something that should be expected slash demanded. You're getting paid a lot of money to give it your best effort. You know, how many times has your father and your mother told you, hey, you get employed, give that employer your best effort, uh, blah, blah, blah. And it really doesn't matter what the salary is. So that's what here it should be in that situation. So with that in mind, I want to see them play smart, do the right thing, guard, make the pass, don't play selfishly. Because you could play hard and still play stupid. Play hard, play smart, play together. That's the mantra a lot of coaches and a lot of sports say. That usually works. Play hard, play smart, play together. If you don't do any one of those things, you risk the whole thing unraveling. Tori Lavolo for the Diamondbacks when they got on their hot streak. He was quoted in the locker room after one of their wins, uh, series wins, and then it went viral. A connected team is bleeping dangerous. So let's in, and that's in baseball, mm-hmm. where I don't necessarily think you need it as much as you do in this sport. The most one-on-one of the team sports, the most individual of the team sports, baseball. Yeah, that's an oxymoron, but that's it, it's it is. still important. Yeah. Yes, hitting the cutoff man, the cutoff man being there. Yeah, all sorts of examples. Right, moving the runner over, blah blah blah. Playing small ball now, PK, old school. Not getting picked off before your big guy hits a homer. Yeah, doing what it takes to win. (laughs) Tracy, it's amazing what happens when you don't turn the ball over, you play hard on defense, and you make some shots. And Tracy could be posting that about anything. The Utes crushing Stanford, the Jazz trying to eke out some wins here at the end of the year, BYU playing TCU at home tomorrow, trying to build off that win at Kansas. It turns out Tracy posted that on the Utes crushing Stanford, but that applies across the board. Oh, yeah. Cougars have a huge game. I can argue it's the biggest game of the day in our state. It's I good, think it is. It's a good thing the Jazz game's a little on the early side with the Cougars and the uh, Utes playing in prime time. Aggies are uh, avoiding Saturday. They got a Friday night game tonight, 9 o'clock. Scotty oh, G will have the call. Air Force going to the spectrum for a scheduled beating. Yeah, yeah. Right, they, they, they should. I, I expect them to roll in in the spectrum. Get out of town. I re, I realize that they had their chance, and they beat what's his face, uh, uh, New Mexico in a pit. Good for them. <laughs> but they're not going to put a string of those together. If they no. would, if they were going to, they would have done it by now. They're they're down yeah. there. They're down there at the bottom of the Mountain West. Right, right. They Aggies. Aggies are a good ball club, man. It's not. You don't have to. Yeah, but or any qualifications. They, they've got what it takes. And, and yeah, I'm over the fact that it's a surprise. It was a surprise before. It's not a surprise now. I get it. All these new guys with everybody else leaving, start of the season, pick ninth, sure. And maybe into January and maybe even the part of February. But we're March now, and this team is no longer a surprise. This team is a proven, capable team in my mind. 
DJ and PK, we are all out of time. Coming up next, it is Jake and Ben right here on The Zone. Have a good weekend. We'll see you back here Monday on The Zone.